everyone. I'm Margie Alanis, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. So if you have been uh, hiding under a rock, let me tell you that it's been a difficult situation as it relates to fairs all across the country, county fairs, state fairs. Uh, many of them, most of them have seen cancellations or serious changes. And uh, as we all know, livestock shows are a big, big part of those fairs. So Erin uh, on the Farm Her team brought something to my attention. Erin's from Wisconsin, and she uh, heard about these women who I am so excited to have here on the phone. We're going to be talking to Steve Arepi and Erica Crouch, who are both other Wisconsin women. Erin's uh, unfortunately not here today. Otherwise, I'm sure you guys would have a lot to talk about. Um, but Erin uh, uh, told me about what Steva and Erica are doing to keep the show going in Wisconsin. And I absolutely love this. Uh, we've seen so many stories of people stepping up and, and bringing things through for the kids in this time. And so I'm really excited to hear your story. So, so welcome to Farm Her Talks, ladies. Thank you. Okay, so Steva, let's start with you. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Like I, I already said, I know you're from Wisconsin, but but it kind of stops there. So tell me a little bit about your background, especially as it relates to agriculture. Sure. So I grew up in southwest Wisconsin, uh, a little town called Belmont. I grew up showing livestock um, and raising livestock. I went to college at Iowa State for animal science and egg business. Um, and from there, I went um, after college and I worked for a little while for Case New Holland and their corporate marketing um, headquarters on the construction side. Um, and as luck has it, um, right when I graduated college and went to work for Case, that's when the construction industry really went and tanked. And um, I ended up being laid off from Case New Holland, um, which actually ended up being one of the best blessings in disguise. In the meantime, I started my own business doing graphic design for livestock producers. Nice. Um, had that not have happened, I would have never once been able to take off and go where I have today. Um, so I currently run um, a business called Novel Designs, which is web, li- web print, uh, signage, such for um, livestock producers is our main focus. Um, we do about 830 websites for different livestock breeders across the country. Um, I also run Branded Show Gear, which is um, like a screen printing and embroidery company. And so we have a lot of our customers from Novel Designs that cross over into Branded. And then my husband and I also raise livestock. Um, we have show lambs. We run about 200 ewes under the name of Steva Robinson Showstock. And then we have three kids and um, our oldest, Braden. He's old enough. He shows pigs and sheep across the country. So you get to sleep about 10 minutes a night, it sounds like, <laughs> based on all those things. <laughs> uh, but it's good to be busy, right? Yep, it's great. Yeah. Okay. So Erica, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Yeah. So I grew up in um, Northern Wisconsin where my family and I showed pigs and cattle. Um, After high school, I attended Blackhawk East and then from there went to Western Illinois University uh, where I received a degree in agriculture science and a minor in animal science. Um, With a lot of show pig background that I had, I knew after college, I probably wanted to get a little bit of um, commercial swine background. So I took a job with a mash-off in mm-hmm. southern Indiana where I was their reproduction manager at one of their farms down there. Um, after a year in that position, I was ready to come back home to Wisconsin, and I was hired by Wisconsin State Fair um, and worked under Brian Boland there 
um, as a agriculture coordinator there. Um, and then after a few years at State Fair, I decided to move careers, and I took a job with the FL Emmert Company in Showbloom, where I'm at currently as a Midwest Territory Sales Manager. Um, so I get to work with kind of all aspects. I get to work in the commercial livestock industry, the show industry, and then also I get to dabble in the pet food world as well, which is always interesting. Um, and then on the side, my husband and I um, have Taylor Crouch Show Pigs. We have about 15 sows that we run. Um, and then we also trade about 100 to 150 show pigs a year to families across the country. So obviously your roots stuck with both of you ladies and uh, have carried through to your not only your uh, personal lives, but your professional careers. And so um, I, I love that. It's it's so indicative of the way that uh, people are in this industry. Like there's, it's it just permeates through everything. So thank you both for sharing that. So fairs have like, it's just been like this steady stream of, of sad, bad, frustrating news. I mean, I'm from Iowa, the Iowa State Fair. I've been to it. I'm, I'm 40. I turned 40 this year. And I don't think I've ever missed a fair unless my mom didn't take me when I was like a baby. I don't know that. But anyway, uh, w- the fair is a major, major piece of our year for Farm Her. I mean, it's it's a big blow to not be able to exhibit at the fair and to see all of the Farm Hers that we would normally see at the fair. Um, and so I know that uh, in Wisconsin, your fair got canceled. And so can you tell me a little bit about like kind of how this unfolded of of, you know, the fair getting canceled and you guys, how you came together and um, decided to do something about that? This kind of all came back together in March. Um, My son, Brayden, is 11 and we were going to pick up a pig for him. Uh, We had already got his pigs in for World Pork Expo and I was really torn as a mom, you know, do you go and do you keep buying more pigs for him for this when everything around you is getting canceled? And the night before we went to pick up this pig, Brayden came into the house and he was all worked up. He's like, oh, mom, I've got to go back down to the barn. I forgot to brush one of my pigs. And I caught the words, what the heck for, slip out of my mouth. Ugh. And I thought, whoa, check yourself. Like yeah. your 11-year-old has a better attitude and outlook about things. He's, you know, maybe we need to look more like that. So we proceeded on. We ended up getting this other pig. And on the way to pick this pig up um, at Ryan Soulquest's house, um, I sent a group text to a few people. One of them is Ben Schmaling who is a Wisconsinite that now lives in Iowa, uh, and Erica and Janie Suttis. And I just said, hey, if the Wisconsin State Fair cancels, we need to do something for this. Would you guys be interested in helping put something on? And, um, you know, not even a minute went by and everyone responded back, yes, let's do it. And we kind of started a group text that night and we talked through it. And I think Erica would probably agree. I think we all thought, okay, we'll put this idea together. We're never going to have to actually execute it and we we all kind of had the same vision for the kids and I think as state fair after state fair started canceling the realization of oh man we're actually going to have to do this and it was kind of a sinking feeling I'll never forget the day that Wisconsin state fair canceled Erica texted me and said my heart just sank I'm almost in tears yeah and that's really kind of embodies what our whole group felt that day of okay great we're up for the challenge but this, is a, this isn't something we were hoping to have to do. We're, we're more than happy to do it, but we were devastated as well as parents, as breeders, as kids that grew up through the system. 
Yeah, it it is devastating on so many levels, right? And and my kids don't show, but I felt I felt sick too. I mean, when when these things happen. So, Erica, my question is why you guys? Why why were you the ones that stepped up and tell me what you did? Yeah, you know, I I'm not real sure. You know, I think between Steva, myself, you know, Ben, the initial people, and then we've added um, a handful of others, and now we have a exec board of eight people, um, six of those being female. Um, and I think that between the eight of us, I think we just we knew what we wanted. We knew we wanted to run this for the kids. There was no other thought process when we started this that that was always going to be our motto. Our motto was always going to be was for the kids, regardless of the situation. Yeah. Um, so I think that was first and foremost that we all had the same vision in mind. It makes life real easy when we're trying to make decisions on this show and moving forward. If we all have the same vision, it, it makes things, makes things a little bit easier to keep moving. Um, in terms of why us, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Steva, Steva really was the one that, um, started the conversation. And from there, I think it was, it was easy for all of us to jump on board because we wanted to make sure this happened for the kids. Kudos to both of you uh, and the the team that I know that is not here on the phone with us today because saying that you're going to do something and then actually doing it are two very different things. And, you know, like you said, this isn't something that you wanted to have happen, but you guys uh, took the initiative and stepped up and created a situation for the kids. So I love that. So for all of you listening, if you have been wanting to dig into your inner farmer, be sure to check us out on YouTube. We've been there for a while, but we've changed the game there recently. So now we've got weekly exclusive farmer stories that come out. And uh, here's another brand new thing on the road adventures. So I'm on the road all the time. Uh, well, not as much these days, but it's it's a pretty normal thing. I've covered over 350 farmers over the last seven years all around the country. And there's a lot that goes on to get to those farms. So if you want to see some of the behind the scenes and uh, come along with me when I bring my family along or the farmer crew from RFD TV, uh, these uh, on the road series are pretty fun. So check those out on youtube.com slash farm her. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe if you'd like what you see. And so we are talking with Erica and Steva and they're both, I'm just going to call you Wisconsin farm hers because obviously that is exactly what you are. It permeates through everything you do, ladies. So let's get into some of the nitty gritty. Um, as you guys came up with this plan and and the fair, you know, canceled, uh, were there naysayers? Did you have to work with the fair? Tell me a little bit about how maybe you navigated some of what probably felt like pretty big roadblocks right away, I'm guessing. You know, when we started this process, I think, um, you know, State Fair was, number one, State Fair was behind us. They were in full support that we were going to still put on an event. Um, obviously, we wanted to make sure we weren't going to step on any toes in terms of State Fair originally, um, that they weren't going to be upset that we were going to try to put on an alternate essentially an alternate state fair. Um, but they, we have, we have state fair school support, which is awesome. Number one. Um, yeah. In terms of naysayers, I don't, I don't think we had many naysayers at all. I mean, right when we announced that we were going to have this event, it was amazing. The amount of support, sponsorships, phone calls saying, thank you. Facebook messages that we received was in abundance. Um, so, you know, I think you might get some of those people out there, Maybe during our show, I don't know, that might be naysayers, but as of now, we have not received any. 
That's awesome. That's wonderful to hear. And, and my guess is if I put myself in the perspective of uh, a parent who has a kid that has been working so hard at this, right. And has an investment of time and money and emotions in this, uh, that, that they're probably so relieved that you ladies and, and your team stepped up and, uh, put something together for the kids. So that's awesome. I, I absolutely love that. Um, you know, in, I think any business, any project, any, anything that you undertake, like every day can be filled with little ups and little downs. Um, you know, maybe sometimes big ups and big downs. Uh, so let's talk about how you guys are pulling this together. Like, tell me a little bit about the logistics, because, um, when I think about, like our Iowa State Fair, right? And I think about all of the like like the pens and all of the the people that it makes that it needs to have to come together, right? Whether it's judges or the people who help move the uh, wood chips at night or or bring in more wood chips or like whatever that is, like all those parts and pieces, it seems massive. So tell me a little bit about how you guys are working on pulling this all together. Kind of different logistics. Uh, one thing we did right away from the beginning is we got who we felt were experts in each species. So um, right away, we knew we had two people for the pig bit, Erica and Ben. Um, I have quite a bit of knowledge in the market lamb side of things. We brought on Sarah Kuykendall and Catherine Kuykendall, who are two of the best in the breeding sheep industry to help uh, take care of that. And we brought on Mia and Scott Beyer um, to help with the cattle deal, who Mm -hmm. are doing the cattle thing at a very high level and have raised kids through the system. So we really felt we brought together eight people who really got our vision. Yep. Um, and kind of, the, you know, kind of the best way to, to get something accomplished is to get going. And that's kind of the motto we've taken is we have conference calls and we get after it. Um, we make decisions and we think them through and move on to the next one. And there's definitely been lots of moving pieces. Um, in terms of the logistics of our event, um, everyone will come in and show off their trailers. So there's no penning in the barn. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just from a COVID standpoint, like this keeps the social gathering where people are gathering at their trailers. And we understand it's going to be tough to do it that way to do, you know, to get a state fair caliber animal ready and prepare it that way. But that's just the hand we're dealt this year. Yep. And I think most people have been really open to it. Um, different species will show on different days. So on Monday is the steer show on Tuesday is the heifer show market lambs and breeding sheep are Wednesday. Barrows are Thursday. Uh, gilts are Friday. And so by doing that, that spreads it out. So there's less people in the grounds at one time. Um, and we realize it's going to make it hard for those families that have multiple species. But again, that's kind of the hand we're dealt and it's the best, the best solution we came up with. Um, and it seems like every day there's something constantly changing. Um, and we just, the whole group is a really resilient group of people. Um, and we pretty much say, okay, this is what we're adult. How do you want to handle? And we make a decision to move on. And it's, it's been, uh, definitely a struggle and there's been a lot of late nights. Um, but we're really excited. We think we're going to pull together an event. Our goal is when those kids get in the truck, we want them to say, Hey mom, Hey dad, thanks for taking me. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And just, Thinking about it, I almost get goosebumps knowing some of the things we have in place, whether it be from the awards or what we're going to try and do for the grand drives or just the different ways to recognize our sponsors. Um, I think it's going to be a, an event that those kids are, like I said, I hope they get in their vehicles and say, hey, that was awesome. 
because they need that this year. Yeah, they do need that. And I'm sure their parents need it too. You know, I mean, it's, we we all need it. We all need these, these sparks of hope that are out there. Um, And, and these kids who've worked so hard are definitely that. Um, So, you know, you said there's been some late nights and, and I know that you both have your hands full with full-time jobs elsewhere and uh, your own livestock to take care of. So tell me, uh, let's, let's stick with you, Stevie, Steva. Um, what, what do you do to find that strength when you like, can't keep going when you're like, I don't got this anymore. You know, where, where do you pull from? What do you, what do you do? I guess the way I look at it is I, I kind of keep going. Um, like, little make little goals and get your list done and then move on to the next and um instead of sitting there thinking about how busy you are just get after it um and the big thing for me is I I remember growing up that you know the pinnacle of your summer was that state fair your goal was to make the coliseum win your breed make the sale and I think that's kind of what keeps me going on this when I'm all done with my other jobs for the day hey it's time to work on Wisconsin Livestock Expo stuff we owe it to the kids and I think Erica would agree, along with all the other people on our committee, probably a lot of who we are today is based off of that Coliseum and and the work that went into it and the lessons we learned there. So we owe it to those kids. Um, I'm sure back in the day, and I don't know who to specifically thank, but I'm sure there was someone who did the exact same thing and does that exact same thing every year now, whether it be Brian Bolin or his staff um, or other people behind the scenes. And I think that's kind of where where the drive comes from is just, we owe it for these kids. All we have to do is make it to August 15th and then we can relax from there. Yeah. There you go. Erica, what about you? How do do you like find, find that like inner strength to keep going when you've got those late nights? Yeah. I'd have to agree with Steve. You know, I'm not that far removed from showing at Wisconsin state fair. So, and you know, two years after I was done showing, I was working there in that role of Mm -hmm. putting on, putting on a state fair for these kids. So, and my passion is to put on events like this, you know, my full-time job is a sales job, but at night, I mean, I, I absolutely love putting out events um, like this. So, I mean, I always still put in my volunteer hours at State Fair every year. I help put on a uh, World Beef Expo every year up here. Um, so putting on livestock events is a passion of mine. And, you know, when I have, when I get frustrated, I guess I'm always sending a text message to Steve and she's always got something to say to <laughs> get me back on track, I guess. But um, I think her and I and the rest of the team have done a really good job of keeping everybody upbeat when there is those challenging times. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have people on your side, right? Like you, you just have to have those people that you can shoot that text to and say, oh my gosh, this is happening and take a deep breath and, and we'll get through it. So I love that. Okay. For all of you um, still hanging out here with us, we've got more good stuff coming up, but I want to tell you about something new that we have been working on behind the scenes here at FarmHer for the better part of this year. And that is planning kind of a digital reset. And that has meant a brand new farmher.com. So more entertainment, better inspiration, more connection for the farmher in all of us. So you can find more focused blogs that tell a greater story about each woman that we get to uh, tell her story. Uh, videos, photos, all of the pieces that go into her story are all right there and easy to see and easy to follow through. And so while you're there, we want you to be sure to sign up for our mailing list to stay in touch and hear about 
all the things that we've got going on here at Farm Her because even when we can't be running all around the country, we still have plenty going on and we've got tons of great stories and we want you to come along with us when we go to those farms and and share those stories. So definitely sign up for our mailing list. Okay, so ladies, I want to talk a little bit more about what drives each of you and uh, a little bit more because uh, whether you guys would ever say it or not, you're leaders in this industry, you're leaders in your state, you're leaders for the young people who are going to be coming to this the event that you guys are putting on. I mean, you're very visible and uh, people people look up to you and uh, they I'm sure that they want to hear a little bit more about about each of you. So uh, let's start with you, Steva. Where would I find you on Saturday morning at 7 a.m.? I would most likely be on my computer. Um, <laughs> novel designs or branded stuff. Yeah. And then I really enjoy Saturday mornings or even any morning for that when all my kids are sleeping, my husband's still asleep, like 4.30 to 7.30 in the morning is when I get a ton of stuff done. Yeah. Uh, so that's where you probably find me unless there happens to be a pig show or a sheep show. We're, we're pretty well, uh, my husband's established the fact that I'm pretty crazy and we'll get up to drive anywhere for a livestock show. And uh, so that you might find me there on Saturday morning too, but this year definitely be at a computer. Yeah, that's a lot of my time too. This year, you'll you'll find me at the computer more. But good things come from that too, right? Um, so, yeah. Erica, what about you? Where would I find you at seven a.m. on a Saturday morning? Yeah, it depends on the day. Right now, we're in the middle of moving, so that was that oh. was always a fun uh, <laughs> all, all all hours of the evening, morning, you know, moving stuff. But on a typical Saturday morning, I guess. Um, in, in your typical summer, we would be headed to a pig show um, with some of our families. But um, this year has been a little bit different, and I think we've just spent a lot of barn time um, just trying to prepare and hope and pray that we can attend the show. So yeah. most of the time, I'd say, you know, in, in a barn in those mornings. So Yeah, I thought that you guys might say that. Um, okay, so each of you, I'm, I'm going to have you brag just a little bit. This is this is kind of hard for some some people, but I know you got this. So let's stick with you, Erica. Tell me what one of your strengths is. Like if you could think about one of the strengths that you personally have that uh, maybe helps you become a leader in the industry like this, what what would you say that is? Oh, that's... It's tough, <laughs> I know. Sorry. I got to ask it. Hard to, talk about your, hard to talk about yourself. I know. I'm all about um, helping people. I, I, I love to brag about you, so I, I, I'm going to push you to brag about yourself just a little bit. Yeah. Um, I guess I just, I guess my drive and my passion um, is something that I guess is a quality of myself. Um, and I think that's something that you can use throughout life, regardless of what you're doing, whether you're putting on a show, whether it's your everyday life or whether it's your professional career, um, a, a drive and passion for everything you do, I think will get you a long way in life. Yeah, it really does. It's, it's amazing to me. Um, when other people see your passion, they're inspired to, to come along with you, right. Or to do something of their own. And I love seeing that for people. So passion and drive are, are great ones. Steva, what about you? Um, I would say one of my strengths is just a um, ability to never be satisfied. Like I'm not one of those people who tries to get barn blind and say, Oh, we've got, you know, we're going to win everything. We've got the best one out here and said, it's okay. What do we need to do to work harder? What do we need to do to get better? And that's kind of transpired through my businesses as well. Um, I think a lot of people maybe, well, sometimes I think uh, 
I get it myself in pickles sometimes because a lot of times I'll say like, yeah, we can do that. No problem. Um, and we might not necessarily have the time or the resources to do it, but we're going to find a way to do it because we're going to continue to get better and continue to grow. So I think that would be one of my strengths. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you both of you for pushing yourselves on that a little bit because it is hard to to come up with something uh, good about yourself. You know, we all we all kind of know it, but putting that out there is different. So, um, so talking a little bit about showing, what did livestock showing bring? you, um, maybe even as a kid and that you carried into your adult years. So Steve, why don't you just tell us, um, why, what showing did for you as a kid, if you can go back and, uh, start at the beginning of your answer and why showing is so important for these kids. I think showing livestock as a kid, you remember those late nights in the barn and early mornings. And, you know, as a kid, I always had the passion for it. So I never really had a parent that had to yell at me to get out to the barn. Um, but boy, there are sure some mornings that were tough to drag yourself out of bed and go down there and do the work. And, you know, everything you work for all summer is what happens in that, um, in that Coliseum. And I think that kind of, um, you learn as much from the disappointments and the losses of showing livestock, whether it be that an animal you buy doesn't turn out or doesn't feed the way you think it is, or maybe you think you've got the one to win and you end up third or fourth or, you know, that's just the way it goes. And that's kind of how it, everything is in real life. There's a lot of times when I've thought I've sent an ad off that, man, I, I did awesome. I killed it. And the customer comes back and says, yeah, that's not what I had in mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of the, you handle that the same way as you do getting third or fourth as you do when you win the class. And um, to me, I think, the, you know, showing livestock just teaches all of those things that we talk about through 4-H or FFA or anything. You, you know, dig in, work hard and hopefully have success. If you don't have success, work harder and be a good person. And, um, I think that's why it's important to have these shows. Um, it's because good things are going to come the harder you work. And I kind of feel that's what our Wisconsin livestock expo is trying to do for these kids. Keep your, you know, on several social media posts, we've put, you know, keep up the hard work. We're working on something good or don't worry. It's coming. It's here. And I remember there was when we first announced this Wisconsin livestock expo, and I can't remember if it was Mike Chris or who it was, but someone wrote on there, um, you know, how often that there's people in our state within hours of the state fair canceling, telling these kids to keep up the hard work. We're going to have some, or, you know, there's people here that are going to make sure you have something to show at. Yeah. And I think that really sums up why you show livestock and why we are doing this for those kids. I mean, I truly believe in karma. I believe that, you know, good things happen to people who deserve it. And these kids deserve it. They've, they could have folded and quit in March and they didn't. Yeah. And so we're going to do it for them. I love it. Erica, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest things that, you know, showing livestock for these kids, I think a lot of it, what it teaches you is, you know, professionalism, you know, showing livestock teaches you how to dress right, whether it be in the show ring, which carries over to the professional life, um, whether it be how to talk to a person, eye contact, how to shake a hand, or even now a fist bump, which everybody has to do these days. Um, but, I mean, I think professionalism is something that is really hot in the show ring. Um, and then on top of it, I think the connections you make while showing livestock is second to none. Um, I, I can tell you that I wouldn't be going to, or I wouldn't have went to school where I went to school if it wasn't for the connections I made in the livestock industry. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's for sure. And I've met so many young women who I've seen them through this path. And and it's true, professionalism and uh, stick-to-itiveness and the ability to navigate through, you know, when things don't go your way. Um, those those all matter so much in life because, gosh, it's like part of the everyday, right, in life. So, yes, I, I love that. So, um, Erica, let's stick with you. To bring something so good, to do something so good for so many kids and their families uh, in your state, what does that mean to you? Well, I guess even asking that question, I just got goosebumps. Um, it, I think it means, honestly, not only the world to these kids, but I, it makes my heart beat a little faster to know that we're going to hopefully be able to pull this off. I mean, it's, it's looking pretty good and we're getting close. We're at crunch time now and I don't even know if I can put it into words, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Steva? I would say that it means that we were able to give back to the system that gave back to us, which is the whole reason for it. And, um, you know, you see, I know that there's been a social media post that's gone around, like somewhere out there, there's a little kid looking up to you. Yep. And I don't think any of us are doing this for, you know, to make friends or to for the fame or not that there's fame with it, but, you know, we're not doing it for the spotlight. We're doing it for those kids. And right. to me, that's something that I hope someone looks at that and it's like, hey, like, I want to do that when I get older. I want to be able to give back for something, whether that means that they're going to go back and help a younger exhibitor in their county. Um, are they going to go back and volunteer to help at a show that's coming up? Um, I think that's what it really means to us is that we're, we're proving that the system we believe in so much works because it's an entire group of us that have been through it that are giving back to it just like we're supposed to. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Well, I um, am honored to get to hear your story because I I think it is something so good and it does take time, commitment, effort, energy, focus, uh, drive, passion, all all of the things. It, It takes you putting yourself and throwing yourself into this. So thank you for doing that for all of those kids and their families. Um, one last thing. Uh, if you had one word of advice for a young woman who's out there listening and uh, knowing that, like, I know that you you didn't step into this role for, for recognition, but, or to, you know, put yourself in the spotlight, but here you are. And so if you had one word of advice for a young woman who's out there listening to this, what would it be? I would say if you have a passion, go after it. Um, there's going to be a lot of people are going to tell you, no, it's not possible. There's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, but if it's something you're really passionate, it's all going to work out. You just keep working harder, put your head down, put your nose to the grindstone and get to work and, and chase after it. Um, there's plenty of people are going to tell you no or to stop, or it's easy to take the, the easy way and call it a night and watch a movie or, you know, do something different. But if it's something you really want to do, go after it a hundred percent. Yep. I love that. Erica, what about you? What, what would your word of advice be? Yep. Mine was going to be key question. Um, you know, I've been told no a lot. I think Steva can agree. I think we all have been told no many a times in our life, male or female. So, um, being told no is, is hard to take originally when you first hear it. Um, but you're going to get told no more than you're going to be told yes in your life. So you're going to have to probably get used to it a little bit and just keep pushing. Well, thank- it, it'll all work out in the end. Yeah, it does. Isn't that funny? It, it works out in one way or the other. Uh, I want to thank you, ladies. Um, can you tell me what the website is if people want to learn more about the expo um, or a little bit about the team or I- any parts, pieces of what you guys have pulled together? 
Sure. You can go to wilivestockexpo.com, and all of our information is going to be on there. Um, you can check out um, our sponsors, which we have to give a huge shout-out to them. The people have stepped up for that. Those people, I've never been the person that would go up to show and tell, like, the lady running the scale, hey, thanks for being here. Yeah. But there's people all levels at all funding amounts that have given out of their very own pockets for these kids. Um, be sure to check those sponsors out. They deserve a lot of recognition. Um, and we've been just overwhelmed by it. Um, all of our show info is on there. You can follow our social media accounts as well. Um, and then any updates and changes as we come up, like we'll be posting an updated schedule and whatnot. That'll all be on there. And then we'll also be posting the winners and such at the conclusion. Um, so be sure to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for, for joining us and sharing your story and uh, about your passion for what you're doing. I really appreciate you guys being on here today. Thank you. So do you all, any of you listening have the perfect farm her story in mind? I want to know about her. You can share today at farmher.com. You can suggest your friend, your neighbor, yourself, your cousin, your best friend, whoever it is. And when you share her story, brag away. That is the squeaky wheel that gets the grease. That's the way it works. And so tell me every great thing you can about her or yourself. And uh, maybe we'll get a chance to talk to you right here on Farm Her Talks, visit you with one of our on the road segments, or maybe be on Farm Her on RFD TV. So uh, definitely check that out. Farmher.com, suggest a Farm Her, and we want to hear from you. And be sure to join us soon for another thoughtful conversation right here on Farm Her Talks.